Can you imagine getting a blank check like that from Jesus? Can you imagine standing before the Lord, hearing him say, what do you want me to do for you? I hope you can imagine, I hope you can picture it in your mind, because as we hear the gospel proclaimed or as we read the scriptures, we're supposed to do that. We're supposed to imagine. We're, we're, we could be anyone in that story except Jesus. We could be a bystander. We could be Bartimaeus himself. We could be somebody else or one of the disciples, but we're supposed to imagine that. Wow, so this man jumps up and he's in front of Jesus and Jesus says to him, as if it weren't obvious, what do you want me to do for you? And the man, of course, says, I want to see. And Jesus says, go, your faith has saved you. It's hard for us to believe or even imagine that. Wouldn't it be great? Can, you, can, you can think of all the things you would ask for. What would you ask for, you know, if God was standing right in front of you and said, what do you want? Well, that's a trick question because you and I have already been asked that question and we've already received the gift. Let me explain. At our baptism, we were asked that question directly by the deacon or the priest who baptized us, most of us, if not all of us here in the church. I don't want to assume that everyone here is baptized. But at our baptism, the deacon or the priest says, what do you ask of God's church? What do you ask of God right now? And if we were really little, it was our parents and godparents who answered. If you were old enough, then you answered directly or you were given that chance. What do you ask for? What do you want? And our parents, or our, grand, our godparents, or maybe ourselves, we said, baptism. And we were baptized then. We were washed clean of our sins. We were welcomed into God's holy, child, holy family. We, were, we became a beloved daughter or son of God. Our sins were wiped away. And then the deacon said to us, or the priest, as they handed us, or our godparents, the candle, you have been enlightened by God. You are to walk always as a child of the light. So, and I don't mean to disappoint you, but we've already been asked that question and we've received everything. Now, that doesn't mean that every, all our problems are taken away, of course. It doesn't mean the world is perfect. It's not at all. It doesn't mean that everyone's getting along and I'm perfect and all, all of that. But it does mean that you and I, at our baptism, were set on a path, firmly set on a path that will end only in eternal life in heaven. And through the Eucharist, through the sacrament of reconciliation, we are nourished, we are forgiven, where we are set back on that path so that you and I can dwell with God and the angels and the saints forever in heaven. We have already won. We are victorious. And I need to say that because maybe you don't feel that way. I know, certainly, I don't all the time. Just last night, I was at a function. It was in Miami at one of our seminaries, believe it or not. I flew here this morning. Boy, are my arms tired. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. That was an old joke from, I don't know who did that. But So I was there last night, and, and a woman was talking to me at the, the, the social before dinner, and she just said, you know, Bishop, Satan is winning. Satan is clearly winning. In fact, it seems that he's already won. And I said, I'm going to stop you right there. Satan is a loser. He has lost. He is thrashing about now, yes, trying to influence as many of us as possible to choose evil and sin. But he has lost. He got, Jesus Christ is victorious. And we know that this ends in glory. And that's important for us because if we walk around with our heads down, if we think that Satan has won, if we allow him into our lives or in, to influence us, 
well then he won't win, but he will win us over more and more. We have to remember that you and I are victorious. We have been enlightened by Christ at our baptism. And in a few moments, you will come up this aisle, perhaps, if you receive. And basically, we don't do this. This isn't part of the rite, but me or Father Steve or the Eucharistic minister will say, what are you asking for? We don't do that, but basically, that's what it is. And you say, with your arms outstretched or your tongue open, uh, outstretched as well, you, you say, I want the Lord. I need the Lord. I need him to help me to strengthen me. I need him to forgive my sins. I need him to be, put me back on that right track so that I can dwell with him forever in the kingdom of heaven. We need to remember that you and I are daughters and sons of the king. Not just as a way to say, oh, all that stuff in the world is nothing. It, it doesn't matter. No, it, it's really a difficult and challenging time in our world now, as it always has been. But we have to remember that this ends in glory. That is the good news. In a couple of weeks, I will give to all of you here at church and in the diocese a pastoral letter. It's kind of like an encyclical, but I'm not the Pope. I don't write it for the whole world. But for this church, for you, I've written a letter. And it's at the publishers right now. It's, it's, I just wrote it. They're making it look all nice and everything with pictures and, and everything. But it's a very simple letter. And it's called Sharing the Gift. What's the gift? The gift is that we've been enlightened. We have been given the gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. And so we want to share that. We want to cultivate it by praying more, by sacrificing more, by coming to Mass like you're doing now, by worshiping the Lord and celebrating the sacraments. And then most especially, as we'll hear at the end of Mass, when the deacon says, go, go in peace, go share the gospel, that you and I go out into the world to share that good news. Again, it doesn't mean that we go out there and say, ah, don't worry, everything's fine, just smile. That's not it at all. It's something much deeper. We say to each other, Satan is not winning. God is victorious. This ends in glory for those who follow him, and you and I, as baptized members of him, as ones who receive his body, blood, soul, and divinity at Mass, are strengthened for the day of our salvation. And the, the prophet Jeremiah in the first reading said, Behold, the days are coming when I will save my people. I will bring them to fresh water, and I will wash away their sins. Baptism. That's what he was talking about, and it's already happened to most, if not all, of us. So let us live then in that dignity, that dignity that we have as sons and daughters of the King, sons and daughters of the Lord, so that we have hope, we have that joy, we have that blessed assurance that this ends in glory. In the gospel today, Jesus says to Bartimaeus, but he might as well say it to all, each one of us, what is it you really want from me? And we say in our hearts, Lord, I want to be with you forever. And Jesus says, go on your way. Your faith has saved you.